0: Introduction It was not long after I became a Christian that I heard of the Antichrist. His very name evokes fear. He is the embodiment of all evil. He is also the son of Satan, who will walk this earth and be given the power to rule it. He will unleash his fury on those who do not worship him as God. Unlike dictators before him, he possesses superior intellect, and his government will have world rule. Yet, he shares many of the same traits of evil leaders before him, and they provide a glimpse into the horrors of life under his regime. The Antichrist is Jesus Christ's nemesis, and he takes a role in the battle of the ages between God and Satan. It is God who allows his reign for his divine purposes. Through the years, Christians have asked many questions about the Antichrist, and a variety of myths have surfaced. This book answers those inquiries and corrects the myths. In addition, I reveal a good deal of information that is not common knowledge, but is in the Bible concerning the person of the Antichrist. I have met several self-righteous souls who feel that we should not spend time talking about the Antichrist. He is in the Bible, and he is there for a reason. He will be involved in a significant time in Israel's and the world's history. He ushers in the end of the world. To worship Him equals spiritual death, but to defy Him equals physical death and eternal life. For us today, He is our warning of what is to come. And if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you need to be afraid. If you are a Christian, you must be diligent and watching as Christ commanded and ready for when the King returns. Chapter 1 The Antichrist Nearly all evangelical Christians have learned of the Antichrist. He horrifies, mystifies, and fills us with dread. He is the world dictator who the Bible forecasts arrives into his position during the earth's final years. Every generation of Christians has talked about him. Even the apostles questioned Jesus about the Antichrist, and they mentioned him in their books. Jesus' teachings on him also mystified the church fathers Arenaeus, A.D. 120 to 202, and his disciple Hippolytus, A.D. 170 to 236, who was a hearer of Polycarp and a disciple of John. They discussed the Antichrist in detail, which reveals the early church members' preoccupation with the end of the world and the Antichrist. We become so fixated on the Antichrist, we forget he is only a part of the judgments that will be unleashed on the earth before the destruction of the world and during the tribulation. Nevertheless, the Antichrist's dictatorship provides the atmosphere of life in the world's final seven years called by Jesus in Matthew and Revelation the Tribulation. Seven Years of Tribulation The Tribulation is a seven-year period of wars, plagues, famines, earthquakes, and natural disasters. It ushers in the government of the Antichrist and his final world empire. It ends in the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Antichrist's dictatorship reigns supreme during this time of God's wrath. Part of the earth's judgments happen through the Antichrist. The book of Daniel specifically defines the time period as a week, which is a seven-year period of time. Daniel details the abomination of desolation, which occurs in the middle of the week, and Jesus tells us that after this event will be great tribulation. Daniel actually provides the number of days from the middle of the tribulation to the end. PEACE TREATY WITH ISRAEL All Bible prophecy centers around the nation of Israel. The tribulation begins when the Antichrist signs a peace treaty with Israel, guaranteeing Israel peace. The Antichrist is a deceiver, and he deceives Israel into believing he is the nation's ally. In several places in Scripture, the Bible elaborates on the deceit behind this agreement. God tells Israel they have made lies their refuge. In the book of Isaiah, God reveals the truth of this covenant.